Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. Good evening, everybody. You know, I may fail. Okay, I may fall, but there's one person who would never fail, who would never fall, and that is Jesus. Okay, so always look to Him. Okay. So, hello, everybody. Okay. okay, I have a question for everybody. Uh, by the way, anybody here for the first time to a Saturday evening service? Yes, we would like to welcome you all. Please stand up. We have a small gift. Uh, so there's a small card. Uh, please give in your detail. And if you have any prayer requests, uh, please let us know and after church service please stay back we would love to connect and and know more about you all right glad to have you so my question you know it's a Saturday evening service very few people so let's keep it interactive okay my question to everybody present over here is why are we in church I want your answers why do we come to church? Just because there's a WhatsApp group and a message came and there's a responsibility list and there's a worship team list and my name is there, that's why I'm here. Is that so? Why are we in church? Why do we come to church? Yes, nice verse in the Bible. Better is one day in your course than thousand elsewhere. To worship, somebody said. What else? To, to give thanks, okay. To th give thanks to what God has done in your life. All right. Now, uh, I don't know. I I, just, I was just praying and uh, I felt that I should share this before I start my word. This was not in my in my message uh, uh, delivery, but I just feel to give you why we come, okay? Because what happens is, if you come to church and it becomes a pattern, if it becomes uh, a, a just another day, okay? Soon, uh, your relationship with God will, will become a religion, okay? And, and you know why Jesus came on this earth? Jesus came on this earth to restore what was lost in the Garden of Eden. And what was lost in the Garden of Eden? The relationship between man and God was lost for whatever reason. We all know, if you don't know, go and read Genesis. But Jesus came, okay? He was prophesied and uh, he, was, he was being sought after, looked after. And not only that, people tried their very best to kill Jesus. Okay, even before he was born, even after he was born, okay, till the day he, he gave his life willingly, okay, you know, you need to be very clear, nobody can or will or ever be able to take Jesus' life, Jesus gave his life willingly, so that the relationship that was lost, the, the love that was there between man and God, the, the gap that was created between man and God because of sin can be filled, can be restored. 
and it is only through Jesus we can enter the eternal life. Amen. And this is the gospel. This is, this is the gospel. This is the kingdom of God why Jesus came on this earth. Simple. Anything difficult, anything new, anything that I have said extra. No, this is just simple. So it's just a reminder. You know, whenever you come to church, whenever you come, whether Saturday service, in an anchor group, or a Sunday celebration service, or in an overflow, just come with an expectant heart, okay? Empty yourself, okay? Because if you are filled, like, you know, if a glass of cup is filled with, with some grape juice or any soft drink, you know, you can't pour more. It will just spill, okay? You empty yourself, come into the presence of God, and, lo and let God fill you up. And when that overflows, then you will become a blessing to other people. Amen? Right. So, today we are going to study from the book of Titus. How many chapters in the book of Titus? No clue? Okay. So, I don't know why uh, this, this chapter I have been reading often and you know, I have been, I've been meditating on it. And uh, things and the teaching over here was, was troubling me a lot. So, I thought, why only I get trouble? Let me trouble the entire church. So I came up with the sermon from the book of Titus, okay? So, uh, and you know, if you've been in church, uh, is there anybody in this, in, in, in this place who has been into a church who, for the very first time? No, like everybody is been or, or born in a church or going to a church. So everybody knows about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, everything, okay? Now, the, the, the book of Titus, uh, we'll, we'll go, we're going to cover the entire uh, book of Titus. It has only three chapters. So every chapter has a significance. I'm going to just uh, go through every chapter and, and, and enlist all the teachings and the learning that, that, that is uh, there in that and how, what we can take from it. Uh, technically, we should take everything that is written in the Bible. Okay, that's, that's what the word of God says, like in Joshua 1 it says, meditate this book of law day and night. Okay, so uh, before we begin, does anybody know anything about Titus? Shout, shout out answer. It's, it's, who is, who was Titus? Sorry? He's a friend of Paul, very nice, okay. Who else? What, what else about Titus do you know? Or it's just another book name in the Bible after Timothy and before Philemon in the Bible. Yeah, it's there. That's it? He's a spiritual son of Paul. Okay. Now don't read an answer, okay? <laughs> Tell me, what do you know about Titus? Okay. So pay attention for next 40 minutes. Okay, not 40 minutes, maybe in 10 minutes I'll be, be finished introducing Titus to you. Uh, I'm not going to preach about Titus. I'm not going to preach about Paul as well because the, this is a letter that Paul wrote to Titus. Okay, it, we're going to meditate on all the teachings that are there in the book of Titus. Amen? Okay, most of them would be a repetition most of the teachings you would say, oh, this I already know, okay? But you know, when, when I was in my college doing, doing my BCIT, I had a very beautiful coordinator. And uh, uh, we used to come up with very crazy answers, okay? And uh, we used to go to him and ask, sir, what is this? What is the meaning of this? How do you solve this problem? And uh, 
his his common and like most common answer is uh, you you need to go to the basic that's it so i don't know if he knew the answer or he just wanted to just push us off and every time out of 10 times only one he will answer the answer that he knows uh, rest of the time the only thing he'll say go to the basics go to the basics okay so you know because we've been in a in a christian setup we've been coming to church we know everything about church it's good to do revision okay it's it's good to to learn what is there in the bible sometimes relearn like i said before because what happens is uh, coming to church every sunday sometimes we we just do it because we have to do it okay so let's do a little revision with all the teachings that are there in the book of titus so a little history about titus okay go to the next slide so the first point was he he is a spiritual son of paul okay because in the beginning of the letter paul greets him as like my dear son okay so he was a spiritual son of paul he he was originally from greek okay especially uh, uh, i think he was born in antioch okay so so uh, i i i i i believe when when paul was in his journey and he went to antioch okay that's where he he must have met titus and he 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 gave him the gospel he accepted jesus christ and then he 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 baptized and he became the follower of jesus christ okay he was a gentile like you and i he was a gentile okay that's the grace of god over our life anybody here from who are jews anybody origin from from the 12 tribes of israel no okay now you know our god chose a land but he always thought about you and i from when from the beginning okay even before genesis 1 chapter 1 god was thinking about us okay so he was a gentile like you and uh, you and i okay and he was a leader okay so the letter he he wrote to to titus because he was leading uh, a particular place the name will come it was called crete uh, next point uh, he was the left hand of paul okay you know uh, uh, i don't know if you understand there's a saying he's his right hand okay so this is my this is not from the bible i feel if if timothy was the right hand of paul i believe titus was the left hand of paul okay because there are so many uh, instances in in second corinthians and 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 you know uh, paul was uh, referring to titus and he was he was waiting for titus he was he was uh, giving assignment and 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 letters to titus so that he can take it from one place to another okay and he was the bishop of a place called crete so when uh, when paul was traveling you know uh, he probably visited 50 uh, cities throughout his missionary journey okay and in every place he he appointed a leader he appointed a leader and he said like son now now this is your responsibility i am going now just imagine if paul has to preach in all those 50 city uh i don't know if even if he visits one city every sunday the the second time the paul would come to that city if he travels every sunday is after a year and i i you know it would be very tiring and if you see the map you know if you just lay down all the all the paul's journey he traveled almost to the to the vast area okay so 
he knew that his job as a missionary is to go to place, preach the kingdom of God, uh, lay the foundation, hand it over to a leader, and then carry on with his next task. But, uh, so that is why uh, Titus was the bishop of Crete. He, he handed over the, the, the place, the, the, the church under his leadership, and he carried on with, with his missionary journey. Yeah. All right. So, the book of Titus has three chapters. Okay. So, I, we'll, we'll discuss everything chapter by chapter. Okay. Now, the first chapter emphasizes on the leaders, or sorry, the elders. Okay. Now, anybody over here consider themselves as an elder? No? Everybody's young? Okay, don't worry, chapter 2 is for you. <laughs> Alright? So, here uh, in the book of uh, Titus chapter 1, uh, Paul wrote the letter to Timothy because there were a lot of questions, there were a lot of problems and you know people uh, had some issues or anything and that is why Paul wrote letter to Titus and explained him how an elder should be okay how what must the elder do what must the elder should not do what how must the elder be how must the elder should not be okay so let's go to the next slide we'll go point by point these are the qualities of an elder Okay. Now, of course, everybody here consider themselves young. Okay, I am young. I consider myself young. Okay, some gray years here and there, but I still consider myself young. But eventually, we are all leaders. We are all all Christian. We are all believers. Okay. So our job is not only to sit on the chair and receive what is what is. Uh, told to us every Sunday, every Saturday. We have to take up the mantle, we have to take up the gospel of Jesus Christ and go and tell to every people. Okay? We are a church. How many of you believe we are a church? Okay? We are a church, so we have to, to do what God has asked you to go, uh, God has asked us to do. So these are the qualities of an elder. Now, if at all you are a part of a church or you want to appoint elders in your church now these are the few qualities that will help you determine whether he is a good elder or not so good elder okay so so let's list all the qualities that the elder needs to have now all these qualities are from the chapter itself there's nothing that i have put myself okay if you read everything, all these keywords, uh, this is especially derived from the New Living Translation. So I matched the word as per NLT translation. So what is the first quality that uh, an elder should have? He should be blameless. Do I need to explain that? What if you see your elder doing all hanky things? He is not fit to be an elder. Okay. So uh, we all know the meaning. So so I'll skip. Uh, some points which I, which I need to emphasize, I'll emphasize, but uh, an elder needs to be blameless. Second, he needs to be faithful. Okay? Bible, uh, it, it beautifully says, like, like, if you are faithful in little, God will give you more. Amen? So, if you will become an elder, I, I pray and I believe every person present over here would definitely become an elder who would, who would, who would be a leader over a church, over a group, over a cell group or an anchor group. That's, that's my, uh, my prayer and this church is known to, to raise leaders. So eventually we all will become an elder. So, so I declare that every elder 
who's going to come out of this church will be blameless, will be faithful. And what's the third point? He should enjoy serving. Okay? Uh, the, when you read the, the book, it says, they should love having guests in their house. Okay? So that's a quality of an elder. So now, if you go to an elder's house and they don't like you and they shoo you, no. Okay? The next point, he should live wisely. Okay, uh, it's, it's, I think it's in the proverb, it says like the silver hair is like a crown on your head. Okay, so as you grow, okay, everybody is growing, you know, the entire timeline, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we live in a time space. So, uh, we've gro we have grown older every second, you know, till the time you walked into this door, till now, uh, approximately one hour has passed. So, we are growing, we are becoming old, so we need to live wisely every moment of our life, okay? The next point, he should be disciplined, okay? Do I need to explain that? You know what discipline is, okay? And the last point is, he should have a strong belief. He should be rooted in the word of God. He should have Jesus as the foundation of his life. And these are the qualities that, that Paul is telling to, to Titus that, you need to appoint elders in the church. You need to uh, appoint elders in, in Crete and, and look for these qualities, okay? Now, if you consider somebody as an elder, these, this, these are the checklists, I would say. You know, if you want to appoint any elders, take, check this checklist and just see. If, if these things don't match, okay, pray for that elder. Okay, pray about it, okay? Now, the next part is, he must not have these qualities. What are these qualities? He shouldn't be wild. You know, sounds funny, but Paul is writing to Titus because I think after traveling to 50 cities, planting so many church, he must have definitely found some wild elders in his life. And that's why he's telling that an elder should not, should not be wise. Okay? Second, he shouldn't be rebellious. Okay? If you see an elder, especially uh, some, like, you know, throughout my, 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 my being in church and ministry, you know, I've found so many people who are just rebellious. I don't know why. What causes you to become a rebel in a church, in a ministry? But an elder must not be rebellious. Okay? That's the next point. He shouldn't be arrogant. Okay, arrogance, it has, has taken over this generation or this, 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 uh, this 21st century we call it, you know. We are so filled with arrogance, I don't know for what. So, an elder shouldn't be arrogant, okay. He shouldn't be quick-tempered, okay. If you, if you are under a leadership, if you are under uh, an elder, okay, he shouldn't be quick-tempered. Okay, now if, if, and what else, I'll, I'll once all the uh, points are finished, heavy drinker, you know, funny, you know, it's, it's in the Bible and I'm wondering like, I don't know what all Paul must have gone through with his elders, you know, that's what he said and uh, if the, the funny part is if you read, okay, I'll, I won't share, so go home and read, okay, no, so, and he shouldn't be violent. Okay, now, now, now these are the points that an elder should have and must not have, okay. But what if 
you find your elder not having these points. The last point is dishonest with money. Okay? What if, if an elder is not having these points, what you must do? You should, you should uh, crucify him? No. What you should do? You should pray. You should pray. You should intercede for your leader, for your elder, or your leader, or under what leadership you are. Okay? So, so that, that's, that's the gist of chapter one. Okay? Feels good? Because you're not an elder, you feel, oh, I'm not, I, I don't belong to this category. But remember, there'll be a time as time goes, okay, five years from now, ten years from now, twenty-five years from now, if, if you become an elder, make sure that every day from this very moment, you keep building your character, okay? You will become faithful, you will become, uh, be, try and become faithful, try and become blameless, okay? Uh, in your strength, Yes, you may or may not be successful, but ask Holy Spirit to give you the strength. Teach. Ask Holy Spirit to teach you. And the best way to have all these qualities is, is root yourself in the Word of God. Keep reading. Keep reading. And, and you will have all those qualities. Okay? Take inspiration from all the great men and women in the Bible. Okay? Now, the next slide. Uh, it's the one verse that I want to emphasize on Titus 1.15 is, everything is pure to those whose heart are pure. Amen? Okay? Now don't come and tell me like, Father, uh, Pastor, I'll drink, uh, I'll start having all the uh, addictive stuff because you said everything is pure whose heart are pure. Don't do that. So, if your heart is pure, okay, you would see things in the purity of God. Okay. Now, to get the context, read the next few verses. You know, uh, it 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 tells that you need to have a pure life. You need to live a holy life. You need to live a ho a blameless life. Because if your heart is prayer, pure, you would be able to to pass it on to other people. If you are filled with impure heart, with impure motives, as an elder or as a leader, it's very difficult to uh, to correct somebody. Okay, so you need to have a pure heart. Okay, next slide. So, chapter 2, it's for the leaders. So, chapter 2 is directly Paul is writing to Titus and he's telling like, uh, this is, these are the instructions for you and all the leaders in, in, in the church. Okay, now I believe you and I fall in this category. Okay, so are you ready to? To, to, to do a checklist, yes. okay? Don't, say, don't tell it to me, okay? Tell it to yourself, okay? Go to the next slide. So, qualities of a leader. A leader must be self-control, okay? And trust me, after becoming a leader, you seriously need self-control because you need a lot of self-control. And you know, uh, even self-control is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's in Galatians 5, you know. It's one of the fruit and we need to really, really exercise self-control if you want to be a leader. If you're called to be a leader and you're not in a leadership position, this is the must thing that you need. You need to have self-control apart from all the other fruits of the Holy Spirit as well. The next point, you should be worthy of respect. Okay, you know, the moment you are called as a leader, people will respect you. 
okay but in your heart in your spirit you need to become worthy for that respect otherwise the respect that you are receiving is in vain okay so make yourself worthy of a respect next point he needs to live live wisely you know this this implies to an elder as well and to a leader as well next point he should be of sound faith okay he should have a sound doctrine he should they should not any leader should not contradict with what what's written in the bible okay he should have a sound faith next point he should have love and patience again again that's 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 fruit of the holy spirit okay so out of seven three of the fruit of the holy spirit is mentioned here okay next okay uh it's okay so the next point is he needs to be pure okay you remember the previous verse that we read okay those who's those whose heart are pure okay will see everything pure so you need to have a pure heart you need to have a pure mind you need to have a pure spirit and the last point he must be submissive okay just because you are a leader that doesn't mean you can boss around with everybody under you okay every leader needs to have a leader okay now if you are under any leadership who is not accountable to anybody who that's the most scariest place to be okay so you need as a leader it's very important that you are submissive to somebody it's very important that you are under some authority uh, you are accountable to somebody okay so as a leader you need you must be you must be submissive you must be accountable right and the qualities that a leader or especially you and i must not have is they should not slander okay now everybody knows what the meaning of slander okay go home study the dictionary meaning of slander please don't do it okay he shouldn't be heavy drinker i don't know what's paul's problem with with his leaders and his elders you know he's telling heavy drinker because uh, and you know he is is clearly saying heavy drinkers not just drinker so you know some some people you know when they when they uh, have a discussion like is it okay to have uh, wine and all those you know they try to find falls in the scriptures and doctrine to way to enjoy and 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 satisfy their flesh they say uh, paul said uh, uh, not don't be heavy drinker no you drinker you can be okay so but uh, i'm not here to emphasize on that but you shouldn't be a heavy drinker okay second and th- third point okay that's it uh, there are so many other qualities that you must not have but uh, the the points that i have mentioned here are only from the book of titus okay and i have strict only f- to the book of titus that's why only these points are mentioned okay now the next okay uh, in titus t- chapter 2 verse 7 it says and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind okay now so far i've been telling you all the good qualities and the bad quality the quality that you must have the qualities that you must not have okay but as a leader as an elder this is what paul is commanding titus 
Okay. Now, Paul wrote to Titus. That doesn't mean it imply. It doesn't imply to us as well. Okay. It says, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Okay. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Okay. Now, when I was reading the book of Titus and when I was preparing this slide. Uh, these words were like hitting me, like how, if I am teaching you all this thing, how accountable I am to all these teachings, okay? Now, since you and I all are leaders over here, you need to take these teaching and teach other people as well. And you need to reflect integrity and seriousness of your teaching, okay? So anything you teach, Anything you tell, anything you guide other people, you yourself should do that first. Otherwise, God says uh, in the Bible that, that people who are pastors, people who are teachers, they'll be held more accountable. They'll have a very strict and a harsh judgment than the believer. Okay? Next verse. It says, teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Okay? There are a lot of critics in this world nowadays. Like the moment the movie is released, anything is released, uh, even before somebody sees, there's a critic review. And uh, you know, back then I used to watch all the award shows, uh, you know, movie awards and all. There, there's a critic award. I, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. So, so nowadays, everybody will wants to criticize. One way or the other, they want to criticize. But here's what, what the Paul is telling Titus, that teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Okay? If you tell the truth that the sun rises from west and sets in the east, okay, nobody will criticize you. The, where does the sun rise from? Oh, science, what happens? It's under science. Yeah, I, 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 I said the other way around, okay? So if you tell somebody the truth, that the sun rises from east, it sets on the west, nobody can criticize you because that's the truth, that's the fact, okay? And then those who oppose us will be ashamed and they have nothing bad to say about you. So if you preach the truth, if you tell the truth, okay, be rest assured, no matter how much your enemy, no, much, no matter how much somebody who doesn't like you so much tries to criticize you, they will not be successful. Because a truth is a truth. There's nothing, there's no comma, there's no semicolon. It's just a full stop. Okay? Now, Jesus is the Son of God. There's a full stop. Okay? Just go and preach this with boldness. Nobody can ever criticize you and even if they will, they will not be successful. Okay? Next verse. Uh, the, so, we are coming to chapter 3. Okay? Now, the, this chapter 3 is for the believer. Okay? So, what was chapter 1 about? It's for the elders. Chapter 2 is for, for leaders. Okay? Now, over here we are leaders and chapter 3 is for believers. Okay? Now, if you are a leader, okay? You, you would have a lot of believers under you, you know, they just like, like uh, the Titus was a, was a Gentile, 
Okay, he, he, he did not know about Jesus Christ, but when Paul, during his missionary journey, he, he went to Antioch and he, he found Titus and he gave him the gospel, he believed. So he became a believer. So there are stages, you know, before you are uh, a Gentile or an unbeliever, then you become a believer. Once your foundation and your doctrine and your faith and your character is built, you become a leader and eventually you become an elder. Okay, so chapter 3 talks about the believer. Okay, so let's see the, the must and must not have points. The first point is submissive to authority. If you have a believer or if you are a believer, of course we all are believers. See, uh, right now we are in chapter 2 and chapter 3 category, correct? Okay, because uh, the moment you have the elder tag, you feel like you are old, okay? So let's be in chapter 2 and chapter 3 category. If you are a leader or if you are a believer, okay, you must be submissive to authority. Amen? Second point, you must be obedient. Why? This is one question that Shiloh keep asking. You tell her anything, the next question is why. I, even we have got into that habit. Why you need to be obedient? Because it's a teaching of the Jesus Christ. It's the teaching from, from God. And you have to be obedient to the teaching. What is written in the Bible is true. It's honest. It's pure. And you have to be obedient to that. Third point, you have to do good. You can't do evil. You have to do what is right in the eyes of God. What is right in the mind of God. Okay? Fourth point. You have to be gentle, okay? Because you are a believer, gentleness, that's again one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You have to be gentle. Next, you need to have true humility, okay? And I was wondering why true humility, why not just humility? Because humility can be faked, okay? And some people are expert in that. So that is why, you know, Paul and uh, when, when, when Paul wrote, I think he wrote letters in Greek and Aramaic. Okay, all these translations were done by all the Bible scholars. They were very careful. Okay, and they chose the word true humility because they know that humility can be faked. So you need to have true humility. Next point. The must not for the believers. And the first is slander again. A believer cannot slander. Okay, next point. He should avoid quarrel. How many of you get into quarrel? Don't get into quarrel. Okay, there are so many verses in the Bible. It says like, uh, keep your mouth shut. Okay, don't throw your pig, uh, pearls in front of the pigs. Okay, uh, even if you, if you tell a fool the words of wisdom, it's like, it's like nonsense to him. Okay, so don't quarrel, avoid quarrel. Okay, especially you're a, if you are married, you have a husband, if you are a wife or you are a husband, you know, you would understand very well. Okay, don't get into quarrel. The next point, no foolish discussion. I'm not saying, I can't. But... It's, it's, it's in the Bible, it says, don't get into foolish, foolish discussion and don't be disobedient. That's it. Okay. So, 
So you would be wondering what Pastor Robin is doing, just giving us points of all the qualities that an elder should have, a leader should have, a believer should have. I, I must, ha I, I would have read this, most of you have read this uh, chapter so many times and the, and the same meaning, the same context are, are, are referred to everywhere in the Bible. So, so what, where I am taking you with this? So this is what I want to wanna, uh, challenge you with. This is what I want to, to leave you today evening. It's in Titus chapter 3 verse 4. It says, when our God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love and He saved us, not because of the righteous thing we had done, but because of His mercy. You know, God revealed His kindness to us. How? By giving us His only begotten Son, Jesus. Okay? And we are, and we are not saved because we did something right. We know how to operate camera right. We know how to, to do something right in church. We, we have certain skill and that's why we got saved. No. And we are saved by, because of His mercy. Okay? So remember this word mercy. Okay? Next verse. He washed away our sins. Anybody here who came to know Jesus Christ and they were sinless? No? Okay? Because the moment you come into the light, the moment you come into holiness, you would know how unworthy you are, how impure you are. Okay? And our Jesus Christ, He washed away our sins. Okay? Giving us a new birth and a new life through Holy Spirit. Okay? The next verse. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Okay? Do you know the meaning, the, how deep the word generously is? Okay? Have you ever been generous to anybody? You would know the meaning of what being generous is. And here, God generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen? And the last verse, it says, because of His grace. Say grace. Say, because of His grace. He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Amen? So, these are the teaching that, that Paul is telling to Titus to go and give it to his believer. Okay? And, and these are the teachings that, that Paul gave to Titus. Okay? Now, I am standing here and giving you all these teachings. Why? Just because it's written in the Bible? Just because Pastor Preji said, Robin, this Saturday you have to preach, so I am standing here and preaching. No, let's go to the next verse. Okay, His grace, His grace. Next slide. Because 
Titus 3, it says, these teachings are good and beneficial for, say, everyone. Now tell me, is everybody saved in this world? Is everybody in your neighborhood saved? There are, there are situations that not everybody in your family is saved. Okay? Then who is responsible to give, give this, these teachings to them? The Word of God says, Titus chapter 3 verse 8, it says, These teachings are good and beneficial for... See, uh, Christ did not die for only people of Israel. Okay? He did not die for, for only uh, people who put their trust in Him or who believes in Him. Christ died for everybody. Okay? If you read Revelation, uh, uh, it says like, you know, God wants every tribe, every language, people of every nations to be saved. He has a desire. God wants everybody to be saved and have an eternal life. Okay? So these teachings are good and beneficial for everybody. Okay? But if everybody around you do not know these teachings, then who would tell them? Is it only the pastor's job? Is it only uh, the evangelist's job? It's only when a crusade happens or a meeting happens because you are shy, you are not able to, you will drag people to that crusade and say like, God, see, I brought this man. Now it's between you and this man and the preacher will preach and he will receive the salvation. He will receive the gospel. Is that so? I used to think that way. Because when I was young, they said like, you know, uh, you should bring people to church. There God will touch them. There God will speak to them. There God will transform their life. And I tried everything. You know, used to get tracks with that small half chaddi. I used to go and give tracks to everybody. Aajau meeting hai, aajau meeting hai. And I thought, yes, I am doing the work of God. I am, I am righteous. I am doing the, the works of, of God. I am bringing people to, to, to Christ. I thought giving tracks means bringing people to Christ. But then, when I started reading, that, that's not... In, 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 in Matthew, when God gave the Great Commission, He said, go and preach the gospel to the end of the world. Now, He didn't say only to disciple. To whom He said? He said to everybody. Everybody who is an elder, everybody who is a leader, everybody who is a believer, you, you and I are responsible for all these good teachings because these are good and beneficial for everybody. Does it make sense? It has to make sense because it's the word of God. And, and there's one verse that uh, uh, once uh, Sasha shared with me and it has stuck in my brain and, um, and it says, uh, it's not in the slide, it's uh, 2 Peter 1.3. Uh, I'll read it for you. It says, by His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Amen? It's in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who called us 
to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence men now if god has given you everything that you need if you know these teachings are good if these teachings are beneficial now it is your and my responsibility to share it with other people it's your and my responsibility to bring people to light okay now i would have been lost forever if my relative would not have literally they dragged me into a meeting and they made me sit and they asked me to listen to what that preacher is saying and i heard god they literally had to drag me i was born in a christian family okay uh, from my childhood i remember uh, going to school on sunday was like uh, was a picnic for me okay because i used to mom used to bring one tiffin and you know i have to eat uh, the church is happening uh, back then there was no sunday school concept in our church and for two hours we had a gala time you know throw mud and stones and go on staircase that's all that's all i had and that's where i grew up okay and i thought yes church is a playground now when i became a teen uh, i was i got you know not god it's it's i chose some wonderful friends and and i started doing not so great thing not so, because the moment you start hiding things from your parents which means you are doing something wrong okay i realized after becoming a parent okay so i i thought that okay i'm going to church uh, every sunday mom used to give every uh, 10 rupees 5 rupees was the bus fare and uh, i used to take 5 rupees ticket go to church and uh, no offering for me mom said don't worry i'll put your offering when i come to church because my mom trusted me with money so much so there were times i don't know my mom she's on youtube now uh, she, this is the first time i'm sharing this uh, i used to leave sunday morning okay go to the bus stop for 3 hours i will just roam around that bus stop i never used to go to church and that 10 rupees i used to enjoy pani puri i love pani puri now i was i was that kind of a person okay and one day my my uncle and auntie they said like you have to come to this meeting and i was like no i don't want to i want to play cricket he said no you have to come they literally dragged me to that meeting and i heard god i i literally saw how glorious our god is and i gave my life to jesus now if it wasn't for my uncle and auntie and my relatives who really prayed and 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 pulled me out of where i was i wouldn't be standing here okay now god is giving you the same responsibility to you and us so to everybody over here it's not only pastor's responsibility and you know if you want courage it's it's in first peter second peter 1:3 it says by his divine power god has given us everything we need for living a godly life okay you you remember all the points of an elder the must you need to be blameless you need to be faithful you need to be loving you need to have a pure heart you need to be holy okay try it in your own strength i can guarantee you you would fail okay but 
by his divine power by his holy spirit he has given us everything we need to live a godly life okay and if you really want to live a godly life you will attract people to god amen and all the teachings that paul gave to titus it's not for for titus it's not only for the for the place of creed it's not only for the leaders or elders or believers to create it implies to you and i okay because these there's a reason the book of titus is in the in the bible so that you and i can learn all the good teachings and as it says these are good teaching okay it's it's good and beneficial it's good so you need to take this mantle okay uh, i'm not sure if i supposed to share this but uh, before coming um, sasha shared something with me uh, you know god has placed all of us here in bangalore okay i am placed here in 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 bangalore revival center as a pastor if suppose god takes us to some other place some other city some other country okay if i leave who will take my responsibility okay and she only said one thing okay if you know that god is taking you start praying that god will appoint somebody okay you may not find somebody you may not appoint somebody but it's your duty it's your responsibility to raise leader it's your responsibility to raise more believer if you are a leader you need to have believers surrounded by you if there is a believer if there are some people around you who are not believer who don't know about jesus christ if you don't tell i i i can tell you there are people who can know about jesus christ no one else except you you know there's people uh, they're saying and and they say like if if you don't do somebody else will do the job okay uh, i i i don't sometimes i sometimes disagree with that because if you don't share the gospel if you don't share these good teaching if you don't share this gem with them nobody else will and if you want you go on the street you know i know it's very hard i know it's very difficult you feel shy to evangelize to share about god but take second peter 13 as promise and keep confessing that god has given us the divine power he has given us everything we need to live a godly life amen we have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence okay now if our god is marvelous and excellence okay we need to be marvelous and excellence in our walk with god i don't know you your face is like completely blank like too much teaching i did but this is what is 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 god telling me i am a leader i am a believer 
okay if you know these teachings are good if you know this teaching are beneficial if you know these teaching will give somebody an eternal life if you don't share it with the people around you and if nobody else will then how will that person will get saved you know bible says uh, the the second coming of christ when will it be fulfilled when when the gospel is shared across the entire world okay i think it was couple of months back opposite uh, that famous ice cream shop corner house okay uh, opposite corner house there's a guy who i forgot that in a they give something to eat you know they hot dog they make whole and they put ha huh, so i he was from uh, i think uh, northeast uh, i don't remember which state exactly i just went casually i said like sir what do you have and i asked him so he started speaking to me in hindi and i was very happy i miss speaking in hindi uh, thanks to lucy lucy she came now i can talk to her in hindi i just spoke to him kya aap yeshu masi ke bare mein aap jante ho so i just asked him do you know about jesus christ and he was like who kon kon who's jesus christ and i was like like seriously and i said like aap you you never never heard about jesus christ bolte no i don't know who jesus christ is okay most of the time i ask this question to somebody do you know about jesus christ they say yes yes i know he's a god of christian okay but this man didn't heard about jesus christ he doesn't even forget about knowing he hasn't even heard about jesus christ and honestly speaking that day i was so broken i said i just said thank you because i was choked and i realized that there are so many people that that don't know about jesus christ and here we are every sunday coming and and receiving his grace and 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 learning about how good he is we sing today all the songs we sang how how good you are and we say lord take my heart okay all that is fine it's it's required we are called and created to worship god okay but what do we do from monday to friday what do we do in your workspace what do we do when you are in college what do you do when you go in a meeting what do you do in a public places okay now if these teachings are in you and if you don't share i'm sorry to say you are wasting all the teaching that has been done or you have received so far i know I've, i today evening i am coming very hard you know we had such a beautiful worship by sajjo i enjoyed and now i am challenging you and questioning you i know it's hard it's hard for me as well but i am trying i am striving i am praying i am crying that all the teachings which are good which are beneficial which are which are life saving which are life giving okay we need to share the good news we need to share this teachers and that is why just being an elder bossing around won't help just having all those good qualities 
of an of an elder of a leader of a believer is not good okay it's good for your inside you okay but when you express it out by showing love by 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 helping somebody whom you don't know okay and above all sharing the love of jesus christ with them sharing the good news building the kingdom of god amen how many of you are willing to do that i, I want every eyes closed how many want to to share these teachings to share the love to share what god has deposit god has deposited in our heart and in our spirit with others you don't need to raise hand okay you don't need to answer me but but make this commitment that no matter how hard no matter how difficult no matter how embarrassing no matter how how challenging it would be but i will be bold in sharing the teaching of jesus christ in in showing the teaching of jesus christ with my attitude with my character with my relationship that with that i have with the people around me we acknowledge the fact that god has given us everything that we need to live a godly life and we we receive that divine power we receive that strength we receive the the help that the holy spirit gives us to live a godly life to live a blameless life and at the same time teach other people verbally and through our action as well sada we surrender our hearts we surrender our spirit we give all our desire and dreams at your feet and we pray that that whatever we've been taught from the day we accepted Jesus Christ whatever that you have deposited in us what all the the mercy that you have shown to us we would show to others we will remember the day when somebody shared the good news of jesus christ with us and we would do the same thing to the people around us we will try our best we know it's difficult we know it's challenging but we would try our best to to show the love of jesus christ through our life to teach all the good teachings that are written in the bible
that we may never stop or get tired evangelizing. It doesn't matter if, if nobody remembers us. It doesn't matter if the person who receives the, the good news of salvation through us would remember us. But we would not stop doing the good work that you have started in us. Every teaching that we have received, we would work towards that teaching and we would also work to share those teachings because we know it's good and it's beneficial. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. We ask this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Savior. And the church said, Amen. Was I hard on you? No? Okay. So, keep pondering with what I said. And uh, I'm also trying. I'm also trying. It's not like I am standing here as a perfect person of all these teaching and, and giving it to you. I'm also trying. Okay. I am under the same sun as you are. Okay. I feel the same heat when the sun is up as you are. Okay? So, never give up. Okay? You, you need to remember this. Jesus did not give up on you till he went on that cross. And not only that, even when he was on that cross, okay, every drop of blood from his body was shed to the point when they pierced his rib, his sights, what came out? Water came out. Okay? Even at that moment, he did not give up on you. So, don't give up. And I pray that you would no, you would become the greatest evangelist in this world. Okay? I can't guarantee you if your name would be remembered or not. But in heaven, you would be recognized as somebody who worked so hard that everybody around him knew the good teaching that Christ gave to us. Amen. God bless you. We hope you are refreshed and strengthened by the Word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.